Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour One Podcast. This might be college football, heaven. And we have left off. Great. Good afternoon. Welcome in on a Thursday afternoon. Somehow we have made it to Thursday. This, uh, there was some doubt about this week, but we, we're here. And we're uh, glad you decided to join us. We have a lot to talk about. Pretty good guests coming. Oh, oh, by the way, Nick Saban wants to be a voice for change. Really? Yes. In an interview uh, with ESPN, of course, his new employer, Saban said he would like to do something meaningful. Kaylin DeBorg talked to ESPN and said uh, Alabama has a chip on its shoulder <laughs> after Saban. Why is that? Well, because I think there's uh, maybe a common chip on our shoulder. Our players here at Alabama fell in overtime short of playing for the national championship last year. We were one step away from winning the national championship at Washington. Let's take the next step together. Anyway, uh, remember yesterday we uh, were telling you about the 12-team playoff? How about 14? I mean, 16, 18. Uh, why would, how would this work? It would just mean the two schools do not get a, a buy. It also means more television money. I didn't just say that, did I? Speaking of money, the EA Sports offering players whole 600 bucks uh, wow. and a copy of the game as an opt-in. So that's a $700 value. Yeah, it's really generous of EA. Reese Davis will be in the game. College game day crew will be well represented, and that makes everyone really happy. I don't know if Brian Kelly's in the game, but he'll be here coming up here in a few minutes. We haven't had a chance to talk to the coach in a while. But we will, and so will oh, John Talty. David Hale? Hale. I know I said David Hale. Not <laughs> uh, and Nikki Fargus on the big night of college basketball straight ahead. Till then, your phone calls, and we begin in Atlanta with Andre. Hello, Andre. Coach Paul Feinbaum. You know, I, I listen to you every day, Coach, and uh, – you know, I was listening to you and Jim go back and forth yesterday. Which one of the uh, 12 calls? <laughs> Look, uh, I don't have a dog in the fight, but what, what, what happened over there at Alabama with Eli Gold, Coach? Well, based on putting it all together, uh, I'll just encapsulate what I've read. Right. It looked like uh, they wanted to make a change. They, uh, Eli said there were a couple of uh, issues that they were not happy with, and right. and they offered him to 
do the uh, spring game and then announce his retirement and honor him, and he wanted another season and then would step down, and uh, they said no. So uh, essentially, they said goodbye to him. I, I think, you know, if a man been there, what, 36 years, Yeah. they should have let the man bowed out gracefully, Coach. What's the rush? You know, I'm an LSU fan. I don't have a dog in the fight. Right. But I did like to hear the guy on the radio. But I guess there's no such thing as loyalty as a coach. Well, but, but I, I, let me offer this, though. Uh, he got very sick. Uh, and as he told right. us, uh, he nearly died. The university stood with him. And right. uh, Andre, my, my surmise of the situation is that something got lost in the translation between the university right. and and Eli Gold. I don't know what it was. I mean, I, I, I really don't. Um, but uh, the, diff- the, the difference, they, they already had a, uh, the heir apparent right. on the staff. Uh, right. the heir, uh, Chris Stewart is very popular with the fans. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I, I'm, I'm very sad about it because you, don't, you, don't hate, you hate to see a legendary right. figure in, I mean, the one thing in coaching, if you get fired, I mean, that's come, you, you also get paid $20 million right. to go away. Uh, in this case, right. I mean, here's a man who's 70 years old who had a distinguished career, and I would have preferred to see him leave more gracefully than uh, he said, she said. It's a cutthroat business, though, Coach Feinbaum. But listen, you know. Hey, by the way, I, 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 I want to promise you, Andre. When uh, I get replaced here in a few weeks, I will bow out gracefully. I will, I will not go kicking and screaming. I will say, would you mind bringing my car around the front? Coach, everybody knows you got the big paycheck, so you'll be out there on the yacht next to Nick Saban. We all yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, I did. Now I know. I, just, I did just buy a house next to his in Jupiter. <laughs> hey, have a good day, Coach. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Andre. <laughs> yeah, I've... I've got a million houses and still paying on the one I live in. <laughs> Hayden is up next. Uh, hello, Hayden. How you doing again, Paul? The man of the hour, Hayden. You know who Hayden, Hayden's back. Hayden, the, uh, so Hayden, okay, I, we talked to you yesterday. So what kind of reaction did you get after yesterday's come together visit? Well, I had a few of my friends say, uh, one of them said that I was famous, and one of them said, I can't believe that they did, uh, that Jim hadn't apologized or something like that. And, uh, and I heard Jim getting a lot of hate, so I just wanted to call and say that, you know, he, he, don't, he don't need all that. Well, uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Jim has quit the show since you, your call yesterday. Really? Wait, how, did I attack him or something yesterday? Well, I think... Uh, Hayden, he's, he's quit the show a few times. How many times do you think I'll he's quit? I'll still be back. Yeah, as soon as uh, we hang we'll up on back, you, we'll, right? we'll, we'll show his – we will play – talk about graceful farewells. I, I mean, yeah. so we're about, to get, we're about to play it during the break. But, uh, but Hayden, uh, I'm glad to know your career is back on track. <laughs> Man, it's no problem, Paul. I appreciate it. Um, I do have a question about the playoff, if you don't mind. Not, not at all. I got you. And excuse me, not the playoff, but um, but when it comes to conference expansion, since uh, you see all these other teams adding teams, uh, and I know that I'm not a fan of the expansion and all that jazz. I, I, I'm 
I'm perfectly fine with where it is. But why in the world, or excuse me, who in the world do you think that the SEC will try to get if they do try to get anybody? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Hayden, uh, because I think we're going, I, I think that is happening somewhere down the road. And uh, I mean, all the, I think you have to look, un, unlike other conferences uh, like the ACC going to California uh, and, the, and the Big Ten, uh, it would be my, my hope that the, the SEC would stay close to where its foundation is. Yeah, I get that. Who would you who would you like um, to see in the SEC from uh, who 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 do you think would be a good fit? Oh gosh, um, I don't know. I guess that's kind of a tough question. Uh, well, there's, I'm putting you in charge of answering it, though. Well, yeah, you put me on the spot once again, Paul. Well, let me help you. <laughs> uh, let me let me help you by saying what I said. Uh, geography matters. Texas and Oklahoma yeah. are. Uh, Texas was already part of the SEC with Texas A&M, and Oklahoma is a contiguous state to Arkansas and Texas. So think think in terms of what is near the SEC that would make sense. Well, I mean, it, we already have a team in Florida. So, I mean, I guess you, if you wanted to, you could throw in Florida State. Well, they, they, seem rather, wanted- uh, they seem rather litigious at the moment for my taste. Yeah, there's – I don't know. It's, there's so much going on with Florida State and their – Yeah, uh, I, I, listen, uh, Hayden, I think, I think it's a good question. I'll, I'll let that question marinate because I think it uh, – we're, we're not there yet, but one day we could be. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. We head to the break. Brian Kelly will be joining us in just a moment. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMSS.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. To rejoin a friend of ours from the football season, we haven't seen in a couple of weeks, almost a couple of months, I should say, Brian Kelly, the head coach of the LSU Tigers. Coach, uh, 
I want to ask you what you've been doing. I know it's a busy time, but we're glad to have you back. Oh, vacationing, you know, on the couch, you know, <laughs> you know, this, this job is, you know, just part-time, you know, we don't do anything. No, it's been crazy. I mean, we got a little bit of time after the signing day to kind of get a deep breath, but you know, now it's time to spend with your players on campus. And sometimes, you know, you get so caught up in all this recruiting, Paul, you forget about the guys that are going to make the biggest impact. And those are the guys on, on campus. Coach, not, not to go yesteryear, but, uh, but going back maybe to an earlier part of your career, usually when the season ended, you had, you had recruiting until February, but there, there at least was a pause for a second, wasn't there? There was. There was a longer pause where you could kind of, you know, you know, get yourself back into it from an organizational standpoint. But, you know, it just it, it rolls right into, um, you know, the the development. And, you know, when you're putting your staff together and uh, you, you've got so many moving pieces today uh, because, you know, you've got. Uh, so many different uh, organizational pieces that are involved now uh, with your football program that that you're the steward of it. And and you just you can't be the absent professor. You've got to be hands on and you've got to be around. So uh, and I love it. I mean, I'm not complaining, you know, but uh, it, it just requires your attention every single day. I know a lot of things uh, have been going on. First of all, you, you won 10 games. I know that was really important. Uh, you had an outstanding recruiting. You're already recruiting great for next year, and you're, you've had some coaching changes as well. <laughs> That's a lot to uh, digest there, but uh, how do you feel uh, about where you are right now as uh, we're about to embark on another spring? Yeah, so going into year three, you know, I think more than anything else, I feel really comfortable with the standards and the, uh, you know, the way things are being done on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, you know, you can feel it in the building. Uh, the players understand the expectations. Um, and and clearly, uh, we need to take another step up. You know, 10 wins is, is really, I think, uh, the price of admission where we need to be, but we need to take that next step up here. And so... Um, I'm happy that we've stabilized the program, put it back in a position where it needs to be. Now uh, it's taken that next step. Along the way, we had to make some changes uh, because we weren't living up to the standards that we need to on a defensive side of the ball. So we've made some some major changes on that side. Um, uh, Blake Baker uh, coming in to coordinate the defense. I'm excited about uh, the vision that that we have there and his ability to engage our players. So. Um, you know, with continuity comes some change, Paul, and, and I like the combination of both and excited about year three. Uh, a lot of things are happening around college football, and I'd re be remiss if I didn't ask you about something that happened four or five weeks ago that I know in some ways it was one of the motivational factors for you to take the job. We were, talk we were talking about Nick Saban, who many, uh, if not all, agree is the, the greatest coach of all time. You had the chance to meet him before, and you beat him uh, your first year at LSU. Um, I know you. I, I know everyone's ha happy for him. Sad to see him go. But deep down, as a coach, uh, what were your thoughts when, when you heard that news? Uh, first of all, I was surprised. We were on a Zoom call uh, the 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 day that um, he made the announcement, and it was business as usual. But that's Nick, right? I mean, you know, never is he a guy that is going to uh, you know take the easy way. I mean, he's going to work right up to the last second. So. There was no indication. There was no, hey, I'm thinking about it. I mean, he he probably walked in and just made his mind up and said, I'm I'm moving on. But um, I was surprised at first, but, you know, clearly understand he's 
look, as you mentioned, he is the standard uh, of, of what everybody is trying to achieve, and that is incredible consistency at the highest level, championships. Um, he's done it with class and distinction, and and it set the bar. And, and so um, now, now he's got a golf game to work on, and I'm sure he's <laughs> going to work on it every single day. <laughs> but, you know, we, we have somebody with such great um, – knowledge that that i know he wants to give it back as well and, and you know i read his comments a couple of days ago or yesterday about you know he's going to use this as an opportunity to to do the best he can because he loves the student athlete the college student athlete and and i think that's going to be great for college football and, and on that subject because there there is he, he mentioned uh that he, he would like to con contribute something meaningful there I don't know what that is right now with all the chaos going on in, in college sports, but certainly uh, he has the experience. We, we just got through uh, watching uh, the CFP meet and, and agree at least short term to this 5-7 model. Uh, it opens up some more opportunities. Uh, I know that, that would, that's meaningful to coaches who are trying to get into the playoffs. Uh, you've been, you, you understand it, but uh, what are your thoughts on where college football is right now? Well, I think we're we're ending. We're going to get into a phase here where um, it's going to be um, untarnished truths. I mean, I think it's going to be here's the reality of of where we're at. I, I don't think there's going to be um, any any card that's not turned over. If if that makes any sense, uh, I think we're at a point where even with with we're talking about comments from, from Nick. Nick is going to be. Um, you know, very transparent and and whatever he talks about. The, there, there's no more politics involved here. This is about here's where the game is and this is where it needs to go. And all things are going to be on the table for discussion. And and I think it's going to be uh, what's best uh, for those teams and those conferences that are uh, intricate involved in, in what's happening. So uh, I think that that's what you're going to see over the next few months. It's interesting, uh, the commissioner of the ACC, a league that uh, you, in your former job you had an affiliation with, of course, um, is, was concerned about uh, expanding the playoff to 12 because you could ultimately, or, or if you're in the first round, go to 17 games. Uh, you understand player safety better than anyone. Uh, how, how concerned should we be uh, about what we're about to get into? Well, I think with technology today, I think with the resources that you have today, um, you, you're going to have to understand that, um, you know, 17 is a long season, but it's certainly doable. I think we all have the facilities to do it. Those that can't do it are not going to be part of this. And and that's kind of what I was saying. Uh, and and I, I don't want to come across as crass, but um, <laughs> You're, you're, you're going to have to step up to this level uh, if, if you want to play, um, you know, uh, for a national championship, because that's what's demanded uh, by um, the TV contracts. That's what's demanded by um, everybody that wants to see college football at this level. So um, we have the resources necessary to protect our players and to put them in a good position to succeed over a longer schedule. We've got to be smart. But we've got the resources, we've got the coaching staff, we've got the support staff to do it, but we've got to be very smart about it. And uh, 
it, there's an entertainment side to this, and as we look at uh, the LSU schedule for the upcoming season, uh, I see a couple of games that that uh, starting starting with Southern Cal in Vegas. I mean, uh, you've you've played on that uh, first weekend uh, on that Sunday night a couple of times down uh, in New Orleans and in Florida, but uh, talk about a marquee game, uh, Southern Cal's first year in the in the Big Ten and. It's a rivalry that we haven't seen a lot of Southern Cal LSU games, but uh, there have been a few going back to the 70s and, and, and elsewhere. But uh, what are your thoughts in addition to Alabama and going to Florida, uh, road trips uh, at A&M? Uh, oh, oh, by the way, UCLA in a couple of weeks after that as well. I mean, and South Alabama, which upset a number of big teams last year. Uh, this is quite a schedule, Coach. It's awesome, right? I mean, this is what college football is about. This is why I came to LSU is to play this kind of schedule. The only thing I need to do is I need, need to do a better job on Sunday nights. You know, we got beat the last two Sunday nights, so we're going to practice just on Sunday nights. But it's an exciting schedule. I mean, uh, Lincoln Riley's done a great job of bringing in uh, great defensive coaches. They're going to have a, a really good football team. Uh, they're kind of going through what we did defensively in terms of retooling that defense. So, they're going to just restock on offense. They're going to be obviously very good there. So it should be an exciting opener. Um, we're excited about the schedule. It's going to be a, a difficult schedule, but one where, you know, certainly you navigate that schedule. You put yourself in a great position for, you know, there's there's 12 teams in the playoffs. And so we figured that if this kind of schedule, you play well, you got a great chance of being in the playoffs. Coach, I've asked you a lot of uh, sometimes difficult questions after you know big wins or tough losses, but this one I'm not sure I'm really qualified to. We're going to show something here on the screen. This is Coach uh, Kelly, and uh, I think this is a bald eagle, although I'm, I'm really not it that is. sure. What is, what's going on here? Yeah, so I'm releasing a bald eagle that was uh, injured, and our vet school um, you know, uh, nursed it back to health. Uh, they do a great job, obviously, in terms of you know, their interaction uh, with wildlife throughout the state of Louisiana. Uh, my daughter happens to be uh, a graduate assistant there, and she's actually taking the picture in the background here. But look, it, it started with Kim Mulkey doing it. And if Mulkey does it, I have to do it. I mean, because she sets the trend around here. And I can't wear a purple sequence jacket, so I figured if I let a bald eagle go, I, I'd be in the same club as she was. I'm sure some of your critics will say that the, the bald eagle is in the transfer portal, but we're not uh, going yeah, to Yeah, no way. doubt. I'm sure they played with that a lot, and there's no doubt about it. Well, you talk about the other sports at LSU. You got, you're the defending women's and, and baseball. You, your basketball team knocked off Kentucky last night, and Angel was uh, the first one on the court. So it, it's been quite a, quite a couple of weeks uh, in Baton Rouge. Coach, what's next for you? Well, I mean, to me, as I said, you know, this this part of the season now is really cr critical for us because we get a chance to know our players and the players on campus. We get so caught up with the 25 class or the 26 class. You know, our guys on campus are important and they need to see us and we need to be visible with them and spend time with our players that are here on campus. So uh, right now through February, March and April, this is our chance to really engage and build relationships with the players on our football team that are gonna be important in playing USC and playing that schedule you just put up in front of you. So um, the next three months, spending a lot of time with, with our football team. Well, we look forward to staying in touch and seeing you very soon. Coach, many thanks. Great to be reunited. Good to be back on the show. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Brian Kelly, joining us from Baton Rouge as we uh, get underway here on a Thursday afternoon. We'll take a short break. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And what about this? Doubleheader night on the SEC network. Bama. Bama. At South Carolina. We got the defending champs hosting Auburn. That's quite an evening. We'll talk more about it a little bit later. We welcome you back. And Todd is uh, up next in Shelby. Hey, Hello, Bob. Todd. Thank you, thank you for taking my call, buddy. Thank you. Uh, you having a good day? Yes, sir. Great. I, I got two or three things I want to say that's crap, but I want I, don't hang up on me because I got two real serious things I want to talk to you about. But anyway, first thing I want to say, Hayden, we done stuck our neck out for you, and we done run Jim's ass off. So next time you call in here, see can't you make a better call than what you did today, young man? And uh, also, Andre. Over here in Alabama, everybody loves Eli Gold. And you said you ain't got no horse in that race. You got Fat Fanny over there in your district. Why don't you fix her? Fix things that's up under your nose, son. I mean, she's stealing all your money. But, uh, Paul, I want to say this. My wife says every time I listen to Jim, my IQ goes down two points. But, listen, I've been thinking about this. If, uh, you and Legend. Y'all work that deal to get into the prisons and stuff. I would like to donate a bunch of Bibles. And uh, I'll buy them myself. And also, Paul, I've been thinking about we need to have a Paul Feinbaum reunion up here at Legion Field. And if we can get enough participation, I'll be glad to donate $35, $40 to fly people, you know, get us all to donate some money. We'll send it to the Feinbaum show. And that way, someone like Bubba and uh, Bash, we'll fly them in here and uh, – you know, once we get them here, we don't give a damn about getting them home. They do the best they can. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, and by the way, uh, Todd, uh, once you got to Alabama, why would you want to leave? Well, I don't know. You know, I love Kansas, too, and I love them people out there in Oklahoma. I, I love – man, if I if I wasn't an Alabama fan, Paul, I'd probably be an Oklahoma fan. I oh, just yeah. love them folks. and uh, They're good people. I just love everybody, Paul. But anyway, I just – Hey, y'all put that together. Let's have us a family reunion, get Jerome and everybody. Let's have this thing down on Legion Field. Let's eat some barbecue and have a good time. Now, I'll go down there and pick up Charles from real town. Now, that would be something. I, by the way, I'd like, to, I'd, I'd like to see Charles from real town threaten you. And I miss, man, to me, him and Tammy were the best. Call. You know, he used to call Jim straight jacket Jim. Jim oh, yeah, he did. You know, but I forgot that. I sure miss him, Paul. I yeah, miss that, that was man. funny. Yep. Well, all right, Paul. Love okay, you, Todd. Good to hear from you. Day, Thank man. you very much. Brad is up. Uh, Brad Bash is up next in Baltimore. <laughs> Bash, brother Paul. What a hell of a call with Todd and Shelby. Uh, Randy, good Woo! to see you in the studio, sir. My man. 
Uh, Paul, I'm reacting. That was a great game we had yesterday. The Alabama Crimson Tide men's basketball team beat the Florida Gators in overtime. And I got to be honest, God told Aaron Estrada exactly where to be to get those offensive rebounds because that was the only reason we ended up winning that game in overtime. But aside from that, Paul, I wanted to ask you a question that you brought up earlier in the show about Nick Saban along with the EA College football uh, announcement. So let me ask you a question, Paul. Do you see any comparison between Nick Saban and John Madden? Not really. I mean, they were both great coaches, but completely different personalities. Agree, different personalities, but the fact that their coaches, like their tenure as coaches, reached a limit as far as they could, like as far as what Nick is talking about, as well, what Matt, he wants Madden to make also, it different. Uh, if, uh, I mean, Madden retired at a r- relatively young age. No, but you're not understand what I'm getting at, Paul. It's the no, EA I, I think I know sports going, connection. But, but I, I don't think there. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure there is a Nick Saban EA sports connection. I mean, I know there was a Madden. So? I, I know the Madden game was was obviously uh, the Trailblazer, but what does Saban have to do with EA Sports? Well, it's going to be EA College Football next year, and I'm just going to ask you, Paul, what sounds better, EA College Football or EA Saban? Yeah, I mean, but, but Madden Madden had a, had a lot of personality. Uh, I mean, he dove headfirst into everything he did, uh, and he supported the game. Big, big difference. Uh, Curtis is up next. Uh, hello, Curtis. Hey, Paul, how you been doing? We're doing great, Curtis. Thank you. Hey, Paul, uh, it's, uh, I hate to see it, but it'll happen. Nick, you know, I'm not an Alabama fan, but uh, I guess I'm going to miss Nick, but I'm going to miss hearing Eli Gold. I mean, Eli Gold, I wish he could have got a better deal, but, uh, you know, but I wish him the best, him and his family. And Paul, you was asking you asked a question earlier about um, who would you like to see come to the SEC? Yeah. And uh, um, Virginia Tech, I would like to see Virginia Tech come. You know that's interesting because uh, I, th- I think of of the you know I think you have to think about the ACC schools uh, as the most. I mean, a handful of them, not the entire league. Virginia Tech has a lot yeah. of uh, cultural connections to the SEC, uh, West Virginia did too, but the academics of West Virginia, when, when the openings came 13 years ago, did not match up. But you know, I, think, I think Virginia Tech does offer, uh, I mean, there, there, there's a lot of things about Virginia Tech that are somewhat open-ended, but uh, they, they do offer a, a great deal of uh, cultural connections. You know, you know, like you, the atmosphere in Blacksburg on, yeah. on you know, if they play a, a night game. No that doubt. Day very, very well-known place. Yeah. Good talking to you, Paul. And like you said, I wish uh, Eli all the best. And uh, just, you know, like you said, not being an Alabama fan, I just hate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, some, somebody asked me earlier today about, you know, broadcasters leave at a certain level. Like Alabama's broadcaster left after Bryant, uh, John Forney. The difference between uh, 40 years ago and today is how important radio was then to college football and, and quite frankly, how unimportant it is today. Most, most everybody watches the game on TV. Yeah, you still have to listen to it if you're in your car or if you're at the stadium, although you could probably watch it too. But it, it's, it's not quite 
what it used to be. And I say that as somebody who has been in radio a long time. The industry has been diminished. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Brad is up next in Macon, Georgia. Hey, Brad. Mr. Paul, how are you, sir? We are doing great. Man, I missed you yesterday. I waited on you for an hour and a half and never got on. Well, Brad, I, am, I, I apologize for that. I should have done a better job. No, oh, you're fine, Paul. Um, I was just so give me a little time today, at least. Um, you got all the time you need, you want. Thanks. Um, Jim took it on the chin pretty hard this week, hadn't he? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be overly dramatic, but it what, what happened to Jim is comparable to having a bunch of people undress you, beat you to a pulp, and leave you on a, a railroad <laughs> r- railroad track to get run over. Because <laughs> you agree? I got you. Yeah. Yes. Um, for for Randy just said he got country boyed. <laughs> country manhandled. Yes, that's what I call it. Um, I had somebody explain about, to me once. Uh, remember when Charles from Realtown would call up and he'd say yeah, he was going to give us a country boy ass whipping, and I I, I didn't I, I I posed a question. What's I mean? What's that? What, is that really any different than just a normal? And I had I had a country boy stop me one day at a walmart and said let me explain to you a little bit about it. i said okay I don't, yeah you don't need to explain any more than you have i, I get it i think he wanted no, to show me different when it's a little different when you go up against a country boy trust me on that yeah. um but going back to the acc how about miami and clemson just because of the logistics also those two teams could um recruit well enough to be competitive in the sec and it, it sets up for national. I mean, for rivalries with Florida, already has one with Miami. Yeah, no, and listen, South I Carolina. mean, there may be a day. There may be a day when this becomes a big topic. It's probably not today, but we're not that far from it. Right. One more thing before I let you go. I don't want to step on other people's calls. Um, about Chicago, the first round draft pick. Um, I think Justin Fields is going to be moving on because that relationship, from what I understand, is sour. So Paul, as a general manager. Would you draft Caleb Williams and trade Justin Fields and get what you could, or would you actually drop down to maybe Washington and, of course, you'd be trading Justin Fields, giving away your first-round draft pick, and you would get Jaden Daniels and be able to put more around him in that regard? Yeah, Brad, it's a good question, and thank you for the call. Uh, Most experts rate Drake May third, Jaden Daniels second, and Caleb Williams third. First, excuse me. Um, depends on what you can get. Uh, I mean, is there a significant difference? I, I don't think there's that big a difference between Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams. Thanks for the call. Up against the break, we come back right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We continue. Bubba is up next. Randy! What's shaking, Paul? Hey, Bob. Hey, Todd's wanting to have a pig picking, sounds like. Does sound like that. Yeah, yeah. He don't. They don't have to save me up any money. I'll find my way down there. We might have to send an Uber to pick bags up. Yeah. We might tell Bash. We, we might, we might uh, tell Bash to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. We, we, well, we can just give him the wrong date. We'll have it on a Saturday and tell him it's on a Sunday. Why don't we send Bash down to Jim's house? Well, that may work out. Or we could use the same tactic on both of them, either one. Well, Jim won't go because <laughs> he's quit the show. No, well, he'll be back. God love him, Jim. Uh, what was that? Uh, our man calls Nick Saban a quitter now. Oh, yeah. Jim's the biggest quitter I ever knew. How many times he quit, Paul? Uh, I think we're close to triple digits, aren't we? Yeah, we got to be getting there. He's quit a bunch. Now, I heard that caller call in a while ago talking about Virginia Tech coming into the SEC. Honestly, I don't think that would be a bad fit, Paul. Well, there there is a... You know, listen, I don't know really if anything's happening, but, but I, I think Virginia Tech certainly uh, would fit in well. I think Clemson, Georgia Tech, uh, North Carolina would be more likely candidates, but Virginia Tech, I know their fan base. I grew up in that area, and you were either a Virginia Tech fan or a Tennessee fan, which naturally I I was more toward the Tri-Cities area. I was diehard Tennessee fan, still am, but I know they're passionate about their football, and their stadium is is pretty wild on game day. Oh, there's uh, no, listen, there's no doubt. Uh, I, I what, you, what you have to think little. about though is when you when you add a school, you do it for a lot of reasons, but it, oh, it, it usually comes I'm, down to how do you, they how do they appeal from a television standpoint. Oh, absolutely. They got to have TV appeal. And, and I got bad news for Virginia Tech. Uh, they're not what they were, and no, uh, they better no, get back it, pretty quickly if they want to be taken seriously. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, there is, the days of Frank Beamer and Michael Vick are gone, you know, but they have the potential to get back, back there if they took football serious as they used to. I just think that they've kind of slacked in that department, you know, with their athletic department. Because Frank Beamer used to pull a lot of talent off the east coast of Virginia and around the D.C. area and Maryland. And, I mean, they, they had some tough football teams. I mean, they played, uh, you know, uh, he, uh, Vic took them to the national championship against Florida State. And Michael Vick almost single-handedly won that game. That was an amazing football game. But, uh, you know, I, I think he'd have a lot to offer. But do you see the ACC just completely – uh, falling apart at some point, like the Big 12? Mm, certainly, uh, I think everything, I think a lot of it depends on what happens with this lawsuit with Florida State. 
And I think the danger for the ACC is if their television agreement gets exposed, which it will, then it could get litigated to the point where it opens the door for others to leave. And how does the ACC, I mean, the ACC may compare well right now with other conferences, namely the Big, uh, the, the Big 12, but they, they compare poorly to the two that matter. And, and that's really the challenge. Yeah, and honestly, it, one false move by the ACC, and they could get left totally behind, I feel like. I mean, you know, it wouldn't take a whole lot. If, if I think you're right. Florida State's a key. They may be the string that unravels the whole. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I, if I had to just simply guess, and that's all I'm doing, um, I think if you had to rank the, the ACC schools in terms of discomfort right now, uh, I'm guessing Clemson. Not far behind. No, I'd say they're not. I, honestly, I'd say Clemson's just hanging around, waiting to see how this Florida State deal comes off. Uh, I think you know they're 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 just sitting them to the side, watching and observing. And uh, you know, there's no doubt Clemson would fit right in. You know. Yeah, but but see, every time you add a Clemson, uh, you have to do. I mean, South Carolina is more important right now. And that's a, I don't need to tell you how sensitive a subject that's going to be in Columbia if you say, oh, by the way, uh, we're, we're adding Clemson. I mean, that, that is uh, not really fair to a, to a good member. Of the, anyway, this is for another day, but one day we will get to it. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. 